You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Early Night Show live from the Broadway Makers Marketplace here in Turnstile Underground in the heart of New York City. My name is Josh Turchin and thank you all so much for being here today. Woo! It feels so great to be here back live because due to the pandemic, days were really sort of blending into each other and our sense of time, especially mine, completely was non-existent. And then after a year of being in the pandemic, things finally started to get better in early 2021, and we were finally getting out of the pandemic. At least that's what it felt like. But COVID came and said, ah, 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 that's what you thought. And then Delta. Before the rise of the Delta variant way back in June and July of 2021, I learned a song which really spoke to me. It's a song about perseverance and hope, which was something that at the time we all really needed. It still remains to this day one of my favorite songs of all time. So, here's Somewhere Only We Know. I walked across an empty land I knew the pathway like the back of my hand I felt the earth beneath my feet Sat by the river and it made me complete A simple thing, where have you gone? I'm getting old and I need something to rely on So tell me when you're gonna let me in I'm getting tired and I need somewhere to begin I came across a fallen tree I felt the branches of it Looking at me Is this the place We used to love Is this the place That I've been dreaming of Oh simple thing Where have you gone I'm getting old And I need something to rely on So tell me I'm getting tired and I need somewhere to begin If you have a minute, why don't we go Talk about it somewhere only we know This could be the end of everything So why don't we go somewhere only we something to rely on so tell me when you're gonna let me in 
I'm getting tired and I need somewhere to begin And if you have a minute, why don't we go Talk about it somewhere only we know This could be the end of everything So why don't we go So why don't we go somewhere only we That song was so much fun. Now I love this song so much, but I love our next guest even more. Here's Audrey Bennett. So you may know her from Frozen on Broadway's Young Anna or Young Amelie in Amelie on Broadway. Uh, She was recently in one of the Adventure Time specials on HBO Max. Um, So Audrey, I'm so happy to have you here at the Marketplace today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, so... Um, how did you find out about the Marketplace? Well, um, I found out about it from you. And, I mean, it's just such an amazing place. They have so many cute little things. And, like, I love everything here. I got, like, a jacket here. It's like a little Broadway jacket. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, I have a few other things from here. They have just, like, whether it's, like, little stickers to coats and jackets. And it's really fun. So recently, I know that you went to a Billie Eilish concert, right? I did. (laughs) What was that like? Okay, so it was probably like one of the most fun things I've ever done. It was amazing. If you don't know this about me, I am a gigantic fan of Billie Eilish, which a lot of people wouldn't expect, but I am. And I know a lot of things about Billie Eilish, and I've never gone to a concert before. So, I mean, as you can expect, I have a lot of energy, so I was just, like, jumping and screaming the entire concert. I'm surprised I didn't ruin my voice, but my voice is fine. But it was I mean, as, as a Broadway so performer, fun. as a Broadway performer, don't you really need to work out your voice a lot to make sure that when you're singing, like, eight times a week, yep. you don't accidentally blow out your voice mid-belt? Yeah, I made sure that I was screaming healthily, you know? That's always really important. And yeah. you also, I see you're wearing a beret. I am. Um, now, you went to Paris. I did. Over winter break, right? Yeah, I did. It was so much fun. It was so good. And there was so much good food. Like, everything was so good there. What was your favorite food there? Um, I love chocolate eclairs. And, of course, chocolate croissants. But, like, chocolate eclairs, they don't... I haven't found a place that has, like, really good chocolate eclairs in, in New York City. It's, like, they, they're just, like, different in Paris. It's so good. Uh, did, did you go to the Eiffel Tower? I did. I went up to the very top. Oh, and my it God. it was so windy. It was like a wind tunnel at the top. Like, How? I was walking through it, and I was scared that my, like, beret and my scarf were going to fall off. I was walking like this, <laughs> so I didn't want anything to fly off. That is kind of terrifying. <laughs> it was. It was hard to It was hard to move. It and it's so all, windy. like, out in the open, so. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I think someone lost their hat. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, there's now a random hat floating in Paris. It's probably still up there, you know? Probably. Uh, Do you have any fun projects coming up? 
Um, I mean, well, I was just working on a little workshop reading, which was super fun. It's called um, Fall of 94. It was really fun to do, and it was a really special project to work on. Ah, that is so, so cool. Um, what, do you know, like, can you give us, without giving it too, without giving too much away, can you let us know, like, a tiny bit about the reading? Like, what's it about? So, basically, Fall of 94, it's pretty dark. So, like, just be aware. Um, in 1994, if you don't know, there was a mother murdered her two children. <laughs> I still have not read that book. I probably um, should. It actually not. happened. It is a true story. Oh, wow. Mother murdered her, her two children. She she let her car go into the lake with her two young sons in, in it. It's really intense. It happened in a small town in um, South Carolina. And we're basically playing, like, some kids who, like, witnessed it and lived there. So so is, is Fall of 94 based on... Um, the, one of the writers was actually, like, a kid back there, like, when it happened, like, in that town. Oh, wow. In the small town, yeah. That is... And it's just kind of, like, their life and them, like, struggling and learning about what was happening. Wow. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. And also... It's very really... intense. Oh, yeah. It definitely sounds really intense. Yeah. Um, but I love being able to, you know, start at Broadway shows this, like, the developmental process is yeah. so, so cool for yeah, shows. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, have you been a part of any other shows, like, from the very beginning? Um, well, I did um, a little reading, uh, like, years ago for something called Alice Bliss, which was really fun. I've done a few readings. None of them have gone anywhere so far, but that most of them were, like, right before the pandemic. So, <laughs> and I was, like, 10 whenever I did them, so... It's kind of nice that everything's coming back. I know, especially because of the pandemic. It's just been, I guess you could say, rain on our parade. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I heard I heard an ugh in the back. I'm so sorry for that transition. But I mean, you're singing Don't Rain on My Parade. Yes, right? I am. Why, why did you choose that song? Um, I just really like the way that she kind of feels like the character has a She's just kind of saying, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. You can't stop me. It's a defiant song, and it's kind of about, like, hopes and dreams and just going for it. And that's something that I really connect to, especially after the pandemic. And we all have to get back out there and just go for it. Yeah, and also, isn't Funny Girl coming back, too? Yeah, it is. I, I need to see that when it opens. Me, too. I'm so excited. Cool. So, should we start? Sure. Cool. Here we go. Not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly, I've simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I'll march my band out. Bad, sir. At least I didn't fake it, hat, sir. I guess I didn't make it, but whether I'm the rose of pure perfection, a freckle on the nose of life's complexion, the cinder or the shiny apple of its eye. I gotta fly once, I gotta try once, only can die once, right, sir? Ooh, life is juicy, juicy, and you see, I gotta have my bite, sir. 
get ready for me life Cause I'm a comer I simply gotta march My heart's a drummer Don't bring around the clouds of rain On my parade I'm gonna live and live now Get what I want I know how One roll for the whole shebang One throw that bell will go clang I on the target and wham One shot, one gunshot and bam Hey Mr. I guess I didn't make it get ready for me life Cause I'm a cover I simply gotta march my heart to drummer No, buddy, no, no, buddy For our next guest, we have someone who has worked as a dramaturg for a lot of Broadway musicals, including Town. He's worked with Disney for about 16 years now, and he's absolutely one of the coolest people ever. Presenting, Ken Chernelia. Thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, so you're a dramaturg for Broadway shows, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what What is a dramaturg? That's a good question. Uh, for beginners, I like to define dramaturg as sort of like an editor for theater. So like if you're writing a novel and a publisher is going to publish your book, you'll be assigned an editor who will work with you and sort of be like your cheerleader along the way, who will be a coach, you know, a critic asking you the hard questions about what you're writing and what you really want to do and bring some craft to the table to complement what you have as a writer. So I do that in the theater. I work primarily with uh, writers, but also work with directors and producers and basically everyone working on the show to look at the, the text, like what is the play itself, but also the context. When are we doing it? Why here? Why now? Why tonight? Why in this place with this community? Those kind of questions so that when we're creating theater for the world, we know what world we're living in and why it's relevant. Mm -hmm. That is so, so cool. Uh, what are some of the shows you've done? Uh, well, I worked at Disney uh, for uh, 16 years, which was a fantastic opportunity, uh, and I took great advantage of it uh, and hopefully contributed some along the way. So I was there from 2003 to, to 2019, um, uh, and I worked on uh, development of The Little Mermaid and Tarzan and Newsies, Aladdin, Peter and the Starcatcher, Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, and then got to work uh, on the ground level of creating the Disney Junior shows. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Uh, what was your favorite Disney Junior show? Oh, they're all my favorites, all my oh, children. Um, you know, one of the most fun uh, to work on was uh, Newsies Junior, actually, which has just come out uh, at, at MTI. Um, and to bring a Broadway show, which we worked on for a really long time and I'm really proud of, um, and was the first to be captured, uh, uh, live captured. Um, so you can see it. Yes, it was recorded uh, in L.A. And, uh, and first available on Netflix, and now it's on, on Disney+. Plus. 
Um, but to get that show down to about an hour um, for middle schools and to set, mi- set middle, middle schoolers up for success. Um, and so I got to write, work with the writers um, to create a new song um, uh, for, for the show, as well as um, open up more of the roles in Newsies. Like if you've seen it on Broadway or the live capture, you'll see like it's mostly male characters. Yeah. But in a lot of drama programs, most of the participants are girls. Um, so to create um, more girl characters, but also make some of the other characters gender flexible so that when you're performing, the, the gender of the character could, re- could reflect the performer's gender. Um, just to make it more inclusive. And the, and the wonderful thing we did was uh, in developing those shows is we pilot them out in real schools with, uh, with real students. And it was great because like, that show set in 1899, uh, inspired by a real strike that was led by children that, that changed the labor laws in America. Um, but to see like actual kids who are the same age as those newsies, of course, like you know, on Broadway, most of the newsies are like twenty something, yeah. maybe pushing thirty or more like that. But these were actual kids, teenagers and younger, who were who were selling papers to like earn a living to to pay for you know their shelter and and food and clothing. Um, and so just to see like real kids from now connect to kids from then mm-hmm. and give them life and be so enthusiastic about it was a thrill. And now you've worked on shows like Hades Town and Newsies, which are both very like different style shows. Because Hades Town sure. is it takes more after like fictional aspects and myths, and Newsies is more based off of a real event. Yes. Ish. Yes. So, which what is the difference um, for you working as a dramaturg? Um, Yes, really good question. So those two shows were uh, inspired by, based on different source material. Mm-hmm. So Hades Town, you're going back to uh, ancient classical myths, Greek myths uh, of Hades and Persephone, um, and uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, and then interpreting those and setting them, um, bringing them up to date and connecting them to history and the world um, since then, and the various musical styles that Aeneas Mitchell's tapping into. Um, in her score and evoking some other places of uh, Americana, some a little bit of uh, New Orleans, uh, a bit of, you know, rough times, you know, whether that's Dust Bowl times or now times or, you know, whatever times you want to look at. So, um, as I said before, dramaturgy is a focus on text and context. So the context is part of, like, Greek myths. But one of the things we need to do in the theater is not depend on people, you know, knowing the sources of inspiration. You always have to tell the story from the beginning. Um, and so my work with, uh, with Aeneas and Rachel and the team at, at Hades Town was to do that from, the, from, from when I came on at New York Theater Workshop in the four, three years we got to work on it through four productions, thankfully, um, really get to sort of refine that and tell the story fresh and connecting it to its source of inspiration. Now, for something that's based on uh, history, uh, we did a lot of uh, historical research, you know, looked at uh, a bunch of newspaper reports for the time. The Newsies struck against two newspapers, but all of the other newspapers covered it uh, in depth. So we have newspaper articles of the time of uh, uh, of the Newsies strike. So, con- you know, connecting those sorts of things and, um, you know, there's a difference between history and drama. So right. part of the dramaturg's job is to know history as best as we know it and then work with the team to make decisions about the drama. You take dramatic license to tell the good story. And hopefully the goal is to keep the emotional truth of the history but put it in the new form, which is drama. That is, that is really cool. And what do you enjoy most about doing your job? Uh, I enjoy the collaboration. I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy like sort of starting from somewhere and just working in an iterative process 
uh, with collaborators, you know, trial and error, sometimes big fails, and then pick yourself up and try to get to the next part. Um, and to really uh, work with my collaborators, I say, you know, when I work with them, like, uh, I'm just the suggester, they're the decider. So if I'm working with writers, like, if you're the writer, it's it's your voice. What do you want to say out there in the world? And I'll do my best with my experience and my knowledge to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have some suggestions for you, but you really have to figure out what resonates with you. Because, you know, when we create art, it's the stuff that really connects to us, um, that resonates uh, in us as artists, that is makes for the best art, you know? Whether we're writing a novel or painting a painting or creating a musical. Um, so I'm trying to get to the truth, to the excitement uh, about that when I work with collaborators. And then, you know, which is, this is a sort of odd, odd thing, but it's part of, uh, you know, the what you take with this profession is that if I do my job the best I possibly can, then the audience won't know what I did. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I'm never going to get the spotlight for my work as right. a dramaturg because if I do my best job, then, like, everyone else's work should shine a little bit brighter mm-hmm. and be a little bit clearer and connect with an audience in a way that you don't, don't no- notice any hiccups or anything in the storytelling. It should just be seamless and integrated. Wow. That is literally so incredible like thank you so so much for taking the time to sure. be with us here today on the I'm Monday honored show. to be on your show thank this is fantastic you. thank you and um i really hope uh you have an amazing time here at the broadway makers marketplace wait how how did you find out about the broadway makers marketplace um well i have a good friend michael clarkston whose idea it was to he, he pulled me down here actually back in october because i was in town and he's like Hey, Cam, why don't you come by and like check this place out and see if we could bring Mar- Broadway Market Maker's Marketplace here? And I'm like, yeah, we're in a we're in a bar, but it could be really cool. And look at the the holiday decorations. I mean, yeah. now we're sort of no, past no, the holiday no, season, I, but you I know, mean, it, still it works nice. in March it works. too. You know, it's it's fantastic. It's festive. But just that idea of you know what we do in the theater is 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 improvised, right? It's sort of right. live. It's like make the most of what you have, and 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 this is what what Michael and the team has done um, here at Broadway Makers Marketplace is take this space, connect with community, and uh, and fill it out and make the best of it. And really, you know, this sort of by fans for fans yep. spirit of it is like right here in the sort of crossroads of Columbus Circle in the subway like this is you got to meet the fans where they are thank you so so much for being here today yay and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon yes yay Uh, Ken Trenearly everyone Thank you all so, so much for coming here today to watch us perform at the Broadway Makers Marketplace. Make sure to follow them on all major social media platforms at Broadway Makers Marketplace. Also, you can stream our episodes at theearlynightshow.com. Make sure to follow me on all major social media platforms at Joshua Turchin. And remember, you are all amazing, loved, and valid. And thank you so much for being here. Until next time. Bye! often dreamed of a far-off place where heroes welcome would be waiting for me where the crowds will cheer when they see my face and a voice keeps saying this is where i'm meant to be 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.